What is up, Chiefs Kingdom? How's it feel to be a winner? 19 to 8 over the Denver Broncos. Kansas City now making it 16 in a row over Denver. I'm sure that feels good. Harrison Bucker, the leading scorer of the game. Probably didn't bet that. Sorry about that, guys. But we got plenty to break down. The boys at home, not at home. They are here in person. A lot to talk about. We are here at the Kingdom Bar. We've been telling you all season long, this is the place to be. And a big shout out to Ben Holiday for the bourbon we'll be drinking in our toast game. But let's get it rolling on the Kansas City Sports Network postgame show. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of the KCSN postgame show. 19-8, Kansas City Chiefs win on Thursday night. Football, what's up everybody? Ken Swanson here with Craig Stout. Maddie Lane hanging out here with two of my bestest pals on the entire planet in person together celebrating a Chiefs win on Thursday night football. So much to unpack with this game. Uh, obviously, tight turnaround, ugly game. I think a lot of, you know, it's kind of funny. I saw some tweets, you know, about, you know, the, the Chiefs fans' perspective of this game thought it was going to probably be pretty ugly. A lot of people thought it was going to be ugly. It was. It was a Thursday night football game in division against the Denver Broncos. That's exactly what it was. Uh, but I think the, the big story for, you know, from a positive perspective, the Chiefs fans. Defense looking good, only touchdown to give up on a shorter field, and they played great throughout the entirety of the game, Matthew. Some are saying the best defense of all time. So, you know, that's some, some people out there saying that because that's how good it's been at this point in time. I mean, the Chiefs defense took control of this team early on. I think in the first half, the Broncos essentially were moving backwards more so than forwards on the football field. Like, it was an impressive performance. And then to get the Trent McDuffie force fumble just to kind of put that final nail in the coffin to cap it off, I think was like the perfect way to encapsulate kind of how the defense played. I know Craig felt good about getting that final fumble there because he he was sweating it out a little bit after they finally gave up a successful offensive drive to the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, I wanted the shutout. Like, let's be honest. I really wanted the shutout there. But 82 net passing yards, that's 4.22 yards per pass. That You're good is, at math. That is amazing. Four sacks, two INTs, a fumble recovery, a turnover on downs. 197 total yards allowed. Guys, I know that we kind of windmill dunked on this Denver Broncos defense, especially. Can take that all back. Yeah. No, I don't. The offense has been pretty good. Yes. Defense shut them, basically shut them down outside of a penalty aided, uh, you know, touchdown drive there at the end of the game. I mean, 95 yards passing uh, for Russell Wilson. 4.3 yards per attempt for Russell Wilson. They averaged five yards on the ground. They were more efficient turning around hitting the ball than they were throwing the ball today. Uh, a really good, strong performance from the defensive side of the ball. I, you know, it's kind of funny. Like, uh, the pass deflections, I think, was one of the big stories in this game that comes to the defense. Is watching, you know, the Chiefs were doing a really good job of getting their hands up in the air. Mm -hmm. and think that was a crunching point going up against a short quarterback? I don't know. <laughs> you think? Uh, but yeah, no, I, I George Karloftis, two pass deflections, I believe. I, we're going to start calling it Karloftis Island or Carl Island. Did you know that he played water polo? I, I saw Maddie's tweet earlier today or else I wouldn't. I'm sorry. I got to break some news real quick. Um, George Karloftis used to play water polo when he was younger. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard about that before mm -hmm. um, on a broadcast or anything. So I just wanted to make sure I shared that with everybody. No, it was terrific watching those guys get their hands up. It, it wasn't just George. Uh, Chris Jones had a big one. Yeah. Willie Gay had a terrific one as well on the interception. It, it was 
definitely a coaching point for an offense that wanted to get the ball out quickly. I think we talked about, I predicted that they were going to have five sacks in this game. They end up with four. Only? Only. Listen, they were close. They, they had were close. Opportunities. They were close in there in the second half, made Ooh. some guys miss. He got some brother. I don't think he, he had any rushing yards in the first half, and no. he picked up 30 by the end of the game. So he was making some guys miss. And he was. So they had their opportunities. To he was. He was. But that being said, they still tried to get the ball out. I think yeah. that was the other coaching point for the Broncos, is that they were trying to get the ball out quick because they were afraid of this offensive line holding up against the Chiefs defensive line. The four-man rush looked competent today. They really did. It looked pretty good. And then on top of that, when they were trying to get the ball out quick to nullify the four-man rush, getting the hands up, deflecting passes, all-around great performance. That was a really good defensive game plan for C. Spagnuolo, too. I mean, some timely blitzes. They got home a little bit. Uh, you know, we saw, like, it kind of, like, they were letting the... kind of seems like their, their four-man rush was even pulling up on the interior and just like almost looking to spy slash bat passes down while they were getting rushed up the arc a couple times. Mm-hmm. Like they're just kind of mixing some things up a little bit uh with Russell Wilson and like I mean they had him in a blender. I mean he had 95 yards passing. That's it. Like that <laughs> that's yeah. not good. It's not good. Uh and so yeah I just kind of felt like they it kind of just felt like they they had his number back. They really did and I think you know it starts with Steve Spagnolo and some of the blitz packages he was working on. You clearly saw that especially later in the game that, that was getting into Russell Wilson's head. You saw him immediately going to sprint out, set the protection the wrong way, and then have a free rusher coming out of him. Like, mm-hmm. That's the one that Chris oh, talked goodness, about, getting yeah. to Willie Gay, tipping the ball for the interception. So defensive performance is great. And the, the defense was definitely the star of the show, but there were players on the offensive side that also stood out. There were guys, for sure. Travis Kelsey had a stellar first half. Rasheed Rice really got cooking in the second half. So, like The offense, while not near as good, not near as good as the defense, <laughs> certainly you know did some stuff there in the second half that gives you some things to be proud of. Man, hey, Travis Kelsey, have a day. Like, uh, we, we were just talking about in the KCSN Discord this week. Hey, is he going to get to 1,000 yards again? Uh, Missing that game, starting a little bit slowly. Guess what? He's back on pace. <laughs> He's back on pace. And he looked yeah. he looked athletic again. Yes, right? he did. First time. Yes. Now, listen, Alex Singleton gave the man. hell out of his ancient. Do you think Alex Singleton has uh, a Trey Smith coming after his head in two weeks here? I mean, listen. This wasn't the first time they've done it to Travis Kelsey this year. This was the first. And so I, I've seen some people say it's Sean Payton relating it back to Bounty Gate and stuff like that. Guys, the, the Broncos, this insane Broncos roster has done this before to Kelsey when he had his neck injury a few years ago. They were hitting him as much as they could in the back. So like, it, I'm not saying it's dirty. I'm saying, okay, no, what Singleton did was dirty. I would. Yeah. I'll say it's Sean Payton's fault. It's the only thing that, that's the closest thing he can do to try to beat the Chiefs because he's incapable of doing it. And his team looked terrible again tonight. Yes. Just yet. Yeah, it was it was bad. So we'll see how he looks afterwards. But Travis Kelsey looked very athletic to start the game. And then we got a quick hundred yards, right? And like, okay, now you can see easily how he's pacing back to get that next thousand yard season. Yep. You mentioned some other guys were impressive. So it was nice to see. It was nice to see parts. Parts of the offense really click. Yeah, and we'll we'll break down a lot of that stuff on the offensive side of the ball for sure. And I mean, there's still some defensive talking points that we have to, you know, kind of get through. Kind of an ugly game. Chiefs slogged through it 19 to 8. We'll come back, we'll be right back after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're brought to you today by Manscaped, who has taken a step up from Balloween to bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen. So this season, no need to toil or trouble. Manscaped is all new. Handyman is the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology, the Handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. 
Get the sweetest treats this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and use code KCSN for 20% off plus free shipping. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel-sized package with a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. There's no trick with this treat. Manscaped has you covered. Get 20% off and free shipping with code KCSN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with code KCSN. For a look as sweet as candy, get yourself the handyman from Manscaped. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Alright, Chiefs win. 19-8. I wish that was Scorigami. We at least deserved a Scorigami in that game. What's a Scorigami? You don't know what Scorigami is? No, I would love you to explain it to me. Do you really not know what a Scorigami is? I do not. Okay, it's when there is a unique score in the NFL that has never occurred before. This feels close to something that you would get out of a scoregami. It's not, but... John Boyce came up with scoregami. Yeah, of course he did, Gene. Of course he did. But anyways, I I can't believe you didn't know. I I just wanted you to explain it. Um, There's like there's some (laughs) people, but there's like scoregami people and there's non-scoregami people. And, and, you know, I'm glad you're in the scoregami camp. Uh, Yeah. Well, I wish the Chiefs scored more than 19 points. Oh, <laughs> I wish the score Gami was 91 to 8, um, but it wasn't. Uh, it was just, a, I mean, like, I, I know I saw some people kind of say, hey, like, you know, we're waiting for, you know, the, the lab guys to kind of just say, well, you know, it's a Thursday night game. Uh, no. no. Uh, <laughs> I, think you can ex- I think you can explain away that a little bit, but not to the extent that we saw tonight. It was just a really difficult performance from this team. And I think 
there's some little indicators in this some like some of the choices Patrick Mahomes make made tonight I think were kind of one of the big things watching him check down so much to the back you're looking at this game and you know Isaiah Pacheco gets six catches Jarek McKinnon gets three catches Clyde Edwards Alaire gets I mean they had 10 catches between the the running backs it felt like they were having to work down to the back because nothing was open down the field just I mean all those a lot of those were checkdowns and I think that's like just an indication of kind of where this offense is at a little bit disjointed and it just doesn't seem like they were able to get open consistently down the field. Listen, I'll rip off the band-aid right now. I thought this was going to be an ugly game, right? Like, I thought this was going to be an ugly game. I said it. It's a Thursday night game versus a divisional opponent. The, this is an Andy Reid special where he's not going to show you a lot of stuff, and he's just going to squeak by. It didn't feel like that. This didn't feel like a game where Andy Reid was just trying to squeak by and sit on the lead because the defense was dominating. This didn't feel like a game where the Chiefs went out there and just shot themselves in the foot over and over again with penalties, bad drops, or anything like that. This looked and felt like an offense that had absolutely nothing in sync, nothing clicking to Kent's point. It got so bad that they were just running the basic like hitch flat concepts with a running back and hitting the running back almost in stride at the back of the drop because they had no faith that someone was going to get open. And yeah, I know there's a couple of clips going around uh, when you finally got, you know, Amazon finally decided to show a replay with a good angle. <laughs> and there was a guy running free, but you have to see how deep it was into the play and where Mahomes was looking. I, I'm not saying it's a Mahomes thing coaching thing, a wide receiver specific thing. I think everything's involved, but this offensive performance was pitiful. The Denver Broncos entered this game as the worst defense of all time through five weeks. Through five weeks, the worst defense of all time. They held the Chiefs to 19 points despite the fact that the Chiefs forced two turnovers, three turnovers really. We won't even have to count the last one. They forced two turnovers, another turnover on downs. Their average starting field position for the first half was past their own 40-yard line and they still only mustered 19 points. They completely dominated this game, and at one point in time, late in the fourth quarter, it was a one-score football game because the offense was playing and highly inept. Highly inept. And it was it was everything. Like, it really was. If they weren't targeting Travis Kelsey in the middle of the field against zone defense, which the Broncos insisted on continually running snap after snap, they did not try to disguise it. This offense sucked today <laughs> just plain and simple and they they were worse on third down than the broncos were they were four out of they were four out of four for 13 yeah. and the broncos were four for 10 they were one for five in the red zone that is terrible and there were instances here it, it would be one thing if they came out and they ran a bunch of vanilla offensive plays yeah. we just saw you know them hammering inside zone outside zone simple route over and over and over again and they toughed out this game on a short week and it was what it was the Kadarius Tony had the ball in his hands as the dictating play caller the dictating choice here through a pass not once into double coverage that he shouldn't have thrown hold on let him cut and then another one that he should have given the ball to Isaiah Pacheco and he kept it for himself there was a play early in this game that Kadarius Tony motioned across the formation four times and they gave him the ball on the fourth one. Like, of course the defense was paying attention to that man. Why would you give him the ball? You got to check out of it. It was bad. Like it really was bad. And the offensive line was fine. The yeah. run game was fine. Like there were elements of this were that were fine. But when you are playing one of the worst defenses in the history, the worst, the worst defense <laughs> in the history of the NFL, through five weeks and you look like that 
that's bad news. Like that, I can't explain that away to a short week. I can't explain that away to anything other than this offense was bad tonight against the Denver Broncos defense. That is also really bad. How bad you said bad. Okay. How bad pass rush rushing the pass are bad. Uh, okay. Let's I want to talk a little bit about like some of the third and short stuff because it's becoming another theme again, another year in, another year out. Yeah, we do. And look, we always like to talk about things that could keep this team from winning the Super Bowl. It feels like they kind of have things things figured out on the third and short stuff, the fourth and short stuff by the playoffs. It's like, you know, they've been able to execute that stuff a lot better when it comes down to crunch time. But ugh, watching watching this team try to do the most ridiculous creative things to try to get one yard and actively try to take the ball out of the hands of the best player in the world twice on third and short, fourth and short situations. It's so frustrating to watch. And a fake field goal. They tried Noah Gray motioning in and Tommy Townsend being the push in a tush push. And James Winston, Chester being your your leverage man, literally behind me. I was the point man for this. Yeah, same size. I know. Like I know. What What are we doing here? Like, well, okay. So here's my only pushback on this. The Chiefs do this every year. I know. I know. Packages. They start getting real goofy. They'll do it in the red zone too. And hey, we can talk about red zone lack of execution here as well. Really, so they've done this every year, and then they kind of figure out what works, and they start to pare it down. And like last year, we hit that stretch where it was McCall Hardman jet sweep, McCall Hardman jet sweep. Yeah. They were touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Get to the playoffs, horn dog. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. They figure that out. So I'm a little bit less worried about some of that stuff. I don't like the way that things are getting there, right? Like they go in there and they seem to have a lack of uh, faith in the offense led by Patrick Mahomes to go pick up those one to two yards, whether it's a QB sneak, whether it's just running the ball. Two years ago, they still had the threat of a Michael Burton fullback dive. Correct. Even last year to start the year, there was still the threat of that. This year, they don't even have that. And it's not that they don't just don't have Michael Burton. They just don't really have that big bruising running back. And I get it. Isaiah Pacheco, phenomenal player. We love how he's running. He also sometimes decides to completely ignore blockers exist and just run where he wants to. Now, he hasn't done that on third and short plays, right? But like, it's still hard to call like, oh, hey, go follow your blockers on this play when you know sometimes he won't. So just they don't have any faith in their short yardage package. The problem is I don't know if they have faith in any of their offense. Their entire offense is built around Patrick Mahomes making plays and Travis Kelsey being wide open. Anytime those two things are happening, this gets gross. Well, he, he was wide open today, and they he struggled was. to put the ball in, there in the end zone. I mean, and again, Patrick Mahomes threw for 306 yards. It's not the end of the world, but it, it's crazy to think about that. I want to pivot to another positive here. I know okay. we're running down the offense. Can, I, can, I, make, can I pick yes, some quick right. positive before we get off? Kadarius Tony, um, his passer rating of 39.6 was only seven points lower than Russell Wilson. No, that's, that's too bad. No, positive. Rasheed Rice looked great today. Yeah, he really did. I it, shocker when he was targeted. Good thing. Hey, shout out James Palmer. He he had the nice Absolutely. little video this morning. Um, they're talking about how Rasheed Rice was impressive and was given was given more things to do last week. Was giving a bigger Absolutely. role. I guarantee you, this week his snap count is going to be higher than it has been all year. Mm-hmm. And when you go back and watch, they were moving him around more. They, they weren't were. like outside yes. a lot. He wasn't just stationed in the slot. He was the backside isolated wide receiver and three by one and stuff. A lot. He didn't get his tar- his targets from there necessarily, but he was there a lot. So like that, that is definitely that's no, that's an extreme positive for him already uh, this year. I know that he's constantly going to be compared to Sky Moore. Sky Moore constantly compared to him back to back, second rush, <laughs> and all of that. 
they are putting way more on his plate right now than they had at this point oh. in Sky Moore's rookie year. Yeah. And he's produced four for 72 today, had a terrific game, and it seemed like he showed up big. There, there was even that little uh, bubble screen that they ran there at the end of the game that he about converted a third and super long. Yeah. That explosion is so real and needed. so much fun to watch. It's but needed. <laughs> yes, it's needed. But they need more than that right now. Uh, they do. It's great to see Rishi Rice kind of taking a step. Like that's so exciting, and like I think we've all kind of we we kind of felt like this was starting to come. You know, we thought this was was getting here pretty quick. But um, yeah, it's it's good to see higher production from. I think that's the most yards he's had in the game so far in his rookie season. Tucker D. Franklin jumping in here. What you got for us, Tuck? I got a positive note about the about the offense. And I got a positive note about Patrick Mahomes as he is the first quarterback in NFL history to beat the same team 12 times in a row. Mm, That's That's delightful. Do we think, real quick, everyone go on record. Is he going to be the first quarterback to beat the same team 13 times in a row? Yes. Yes. In two weeks? Yes. Yeah. And 14 and 15. And 16 and 17. And by then, Sean Payton making everyone else the scapegoat will run dry and someone else will be the new coach and they'll probably have to start from scratch again. So. I don't see it happening anytime soon. Can't wait. Sorry, Tucker. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that was, that was, a, that was a great great stat from Tucker D. Frank. That was all I had. Okay. That's nice. Uh, yeah, I think um, I think you guys, the, the the alarm sounds a little bit at the receiver position. I mean... A little? <laughs> outside of Rasheed Rice, it's bad. Scott, Kadarius Tony, three catches, nine yards. Uh, still struggling to get involved. Uh, he's healthy. Marquez Valdez Scantley had one target and no receptions. Justin Watson, no targets, one reception. We don't know, uh, how, we don't know how bad. I feel bad for him. You know, waiting on that update, but it's not like he was doing all the, Yeah, we make a lot of jokes about Justin Watson being wide receiver one, and he has been, but it's just been like a de facto wide receiver one because he's making big plays, right? It's not like he's out there just executing exceptionally well. So whether he's hurt long term or not, like, what are you hanging your hat on with this offense? I, name one thing with this wide receiver that you're hanging your hat on saying that's going to work come playoff time. Rasheed Rice's explosion. Yep. Yeah. And, and you're relying on essentially right now the team's playing zone, taking away Kelsey, giving him avoided space, which I'm not saying that in a negative way, but look, you're relying on the defense to do one particular thing to get him the ball and do that. So what's the next thing? What else are you relying on this wide receiver room right now? You have to the end of October, end of October, if you're going to make a move and improve it. You don't have that much more time I don't know how many more games they possibly need to see here. Kent, I believe it was with 13 minutes and 43 seconds left to go in the fourth quarter that I turned to you and I said, do you think this team trades for a wide receiver yeah. this week? I I know you said it. I don't know if they're going to. Like, I think they'll be a little bit more stubborn and bullish on this group. Like, I don't think they're going to give up quite yet. This is a mini buy for them. Like You talked about Rasheed Rice and his involvement here. Like It seems like the Chiefs have done... you know. It, Normally, it's, it comes at the bye week. They start making some more of their adjustments into some of the decisions on what they're going to do moving forward. This is a mini buy. Maybe this is a chance to get Rasheed Rice involved a little bit more. But I think they're going to play it out here a little bit. I think they're going to play out for the next couple of games at least. And you know they're five and one now, sitting. You know, sitting. It's still the AFC's number one seed. Still the one. So what happens this week? Yeah. Yeah. Still the still the one seed. Uh, it's uh, you know, I don't know, man. Like I think they'll. I think they'll. They'll probably slug this out. And if you think about it, if they trade for a wide receiver right now, they're trading for him to try to throw him into the middle of a couple of divisional games. No. Yeah, they're, they're trading for him from the back half. Right. right. Let's but 
I just, I, I think they might just kind of wait to see what the market looks like when it gets close to the dead. But like, they don't need a Van Jefferson to come in and fight with the guys they already have to maybe get two targets in a game. If they make a move, it has to be someone that moves the needle. And I don't know if there's a point of like waiting necessarily for that. I, I'm fine with it. I'm not going to sit here and say Chiefs have to make a move to go win a Super Bowl or anything like that. But if I'm sitting here right now and you're making me guess that the Chiefs win a Super Bowl or not based on what we've seen, if they don't, if they don't significantly improve at wide receiver, the answer is no. Yeah. Now, is that improvement going to come from the development of the young guys they have or an outside person? That's where it's up in the air. I just, outside of Rasheed Rice, and I still think his usage has to be a little bit limited because he's a rookie, a little bit limited, they need to find somebody else to come in there and matter. And I don't think they have that right now. If they don't get that, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. They have to get somebody to be reliable and to matter in this offensive room or they won't win the Super Bowl. And I just don't know what we can hang our hat on right now, who we can believe on the roster is going to be that come playoff time. Tucker D. Franklin wants to jump back in here with some uh, nuggets. Is it from the Andy's presser, Tucker? Yep, yep. Andy just stepped to the podium a little bit ago. Uh, this is from our friend Charles Goldman. Uh, Andy Reid says wide receiver Justin Watson has an elbow injury. Quote, it's not broken, so that's a positive thing. Oh. Um, and also Andy Reid on the fake field goal said we were trying to stay aggressive. Probably would want that one back. You think? I've also seen a quote of him taking ownership of, uh, I called that. Well, yeah, he might have. He might have allowed it, but you didn't call it. Maybe he doesn't. You think he's calling for that play, or you think it's Tobe? I think that Andy wants to dog walk the Denver Broncos anyway. He can. I do, too. I think he wants to dog walk Sean Payton. I yeah. think Andy called Tobe for his best special, like his best fake field goal. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what was. he just said. Hey, no, I he said, hey, Dave, we're going to run a fake field goal here. What do you got? And that was Dave's play. Oh. That's a problem in itself. It, it is. And I understand, again, we were talking about it during the game. I understand the logic a little bit on, on that particular play. You know, the the center has to be uncovered. Yep. Like, uh, that is required until the moment that yep. somebody shifts underneath the line or underneath center there. But it took a little bit too long to get developed. Noah Gray shifts under there. It needs to be snapped immediately before anybody can make an adjustment. And you go and you try and push there. It's also, it was a long two yards. That's the issue. It yeah. Long two, because the center's uncovered. Yeah. Like Denver Broncos had overloaded the right side because Correct. of the field goal. Nobody just lines up straight up anymore. Correct. So they had plenty of space to the left. And a natural bubble to run to if they really recently had enough space. The problem is, it was a long two. Long two. It was <laughs> a long two. And like running behind a 230 pound long snapper, and Tommy Townsend with a hurt knee is one of your touch pushers. They didn't even. They didn't even measure or try because, like, the whole pile didn't even get to the line of the game. Uh, I have another note here uh, from Andy Reid. Jordan Foote tweeting this out. Uh, Andy Reid on why Rasheed Rice is getting a heavier workload. He's been getting better every week. I think you guys see that he's explosive and strong after the catch. That's why. And then a drop pass. Two straight weeks? Look at that. We're two straight weeks without him dropping a pass. Uh, Tucker D. Franklin jumping back in here. Uh, the D stands for jumping back in. I guess it does. Here's a good one. Uh, courtesy of our research department, a.k.a. Christian. Did you know the last time a team won 19-8 was October 12th of 1927? Oh, man, we were so We close. were so close to Scorigami. Yeah, what's Scorigami? We were 96 years. It's been 96 years since the last time a team won a game 19-8. to They should come up with a cool name for something like that. You should come up with one. We'll give you a break real quick to think about it. You're going to come back. We'll come back. We'll be right back after this. The break is going to be me telling you about DraftKings Sportsbook as the NFL season is going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that is even stronger, folks. 
Here's what you can do. $200. Bet $5 on any game this week and score $200 instantly. And bonus bets and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code KCSN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code KCSN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crowd is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdictions. Void in Ontario. Bonus bits expire 168 hours after assurance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Back to you, Kent. Oh, thanks, Tucker. Kent, you did not tell me how electric that is. I know. It's, it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm having a lot more fun with you guys here. Like, this is just infinitely, you know, just having you all here is just, it's just, it's been great. I, Matt, you... No. no. Can we do a show? I think BJ would let us do a show from the mountains. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on. Before you beat the Broncos, third at one twenty. What's up, everybody? Ken Swanson from Pikes Peak yeah. here. Uh, before you go to the defense, we got to talk about something on the offensive side of the ball we haven't talked about yesterday. Yeah. Don't know how. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I don't mean to. Yeah, you do. Um, we haven't talked about Travis Kelsey pitching another football to no <laughs> rally on a live play on a whim because it happened so early in the game when we were still full of hope and joy from this offense before the Chiefs' offense sucked all the fun out of it. Like. That was crazy. Yet again, it was crazy. crazy. That was probably the cleanest one, too. Oh, like, easily. The one that, that LaShawn McCoy, like, it looked really cool, but, like, it was chaos. Mm-hmm. This one looked really clean, and there was even some people saying, I wonder if that was a hook. No, it wasn't. That was not planned. That was so not planned. Right. It was not planned, but it was practiced. Okay? I think I that is think 100%. So. Oh, they absolutely, they absolutely. Look, he's ready for it. If you're watching, if you're watching right now, he is ready for it before the ball goes out of his hands. If you watch. No, watch. watch. Look, at, look at Noah Gray's hands. He is t- he's ready. His, <sighs> his body is ready. Because they locked eyes. Kelsey's talking about they locked eyes. All right, he's a big. They do laboratory Wednesdays, I think. is It's laboratory Wednesdays or Thursday where the players kind of try to introduce some of their concepts or play ideas. Like, they're introducing play ideas. I bet you during that day, during that day they are practicing hook and laterals, I am, and they are working on this. I am telling you, on that play, Travis Kelsey got open so early, he settled down, he was directly in Noah Gray's route path, and Noah Gray had to adjust his route. He was ready. Noah was ready. Noah knew it was a possibility. It's like the no look pass. It's like he knows he's a flanker. It's like the no look pass with Mahomes, right? You got to be ready at all times. You got to be ready for a pitch from Travis Kelsey at all times. (laughs) I agree with that. I'm just saying it wasn't a play. Right. It wasn't a play call. It wasn't a play design. If it makes you feel any better. Travis definitely thought about it again on his second receipt. Yes, he did. And it wasn't even like he pulled the ball up and went, nah. Well, because he was about to get pummeled too. Like he was. He didn't even have much time, but he was just, he was ready to, he was trying to show off for Taylor. Coolest thing the Chiefs have done in offense all year. How excited was Taylor Swift for Travis Kelsey tonight, too? Oh, can we be a Taylor Swift podcast now? No. Just like, just like, can we go to defense? Can we just, no, can we just do like 1989 seconds on Taylor Swift and, and Travis Kelsey's dynamic here? I thought, one one more quick nugget on Kelsey. This has nothing to do with, uh, with Chiefs are undefeated with Swift's building. They are, and they played their best offensive performance and worst offensive performance with Taylor Swift, so they are really just breaking tendencies. Was this worse than the Lions? 
she there for the Lions? The, they were, she was there for the Bears game. Oh, God. And then she was there for the Jets game. Why do I have this in my brain? I'm Boy, it's because... Well, okay, was this worse than the Jets game? Yeah. Yeah. It's close. Jets defense is good. The Broncos... Yeah, what's, the, what's our excuse here? Uh, I thought. I also thought it was funny that Travis Kelsey was pointing to the flats. I love that one when he when he lined up and everybody collapsed on him and he just points over here. It's like, yeah, no, no, you got to throw to the flat. He told he told Pat, like, nah, just you know. Hey, listen, on even on we talked about Kadarius Tony's reverse pass thing. Um, Mahomes was pointing to the go route that definitely should not have been thrown. Mahomes himself was pointing to Jarek McKinnon and boy, a jump ball to Jarek McKinnon between a cornerback and a safety. That's something only Tua gets away with, and we praise him for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a pretty pretty spiral though from Kadarius Tony. Hey, listen, we, we've seen we, him. We, we have missed him do that at the Senior Bowl. That make a lot of it. Yeah. All right, we can talk about the defense again. Yes. Side. Woo, Craig. What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about. Um, let's talk a little bit about the linebacker play. Okay. Um, a little bit up and down. Uh, I thought Drew Tranquil had a really good game. I thought Leo Chanel had a really good game. Nick Bolton had an up and down game, a couple of missed tackles that he's definitely going to want back. But his, you know, walling off, you know, kind of the inside inner breaking routes there and picking off that ball, fantastic job by him. Yeah, absolutely fantastic job. It, it was a little bit up and down, though. You, I, the Broncos did get over 100 yards rushing, five yards per rush. A lot of that was stuff that was broken at the line of scrimmage. Linebackers getting downhill, getting hands on the running back and not able to bring him down. This could have been even more of a bloodbath on the defensive side of the ball if this team would have tackled a little bit better on the second level. It really could have been. So I looked at this defense a little bit, and I went, you know, listen, great plays by Nick Bolton, some that he wants back. It's kind of the experience. It's it's just kind of who he is there. But Drew Tranquil still showing quality addition there. Got more reps as the Will linebacker, as the Mike linebacker, rotating in for Bolton, for Gay. Willie A. Jr. has a great game. Leo Chanel has a great game. It, it was all good on the linebackers, other than a couple of plays there. They found a way to use all four linebackers in a game while they were all healthy without mm-hmm. having to limit. Like it, Early in the season, it was limiting Drew Tranquil's reps, right? And it was very clear that he was playing very well, but they had to limit his reps a little bit to get everything to work. And it was like trying to fit the 3-3-5 defense out there so that they could find a way to get Drew Tranquil. It didn't seem like they were having to fit Tranquil on the field now. Now they were able to just let him go out there, line up, and play. And so it was a little bit of everybody. Now, the Broncos made that easy. They let the Chiefs play they in space did. a lot. Yeah, so did. I am intrigued to see what the Chiefs' normal nickel package is going to look like and what that's going to be. Because I'm sorry, getting Drew Tranquil off the field for this defense is a problem. That is just absolutely silly Gosh, to have Drew Tranquil off the field. He's our best run defending linebacker. I don't even think it's close. And he's the you might be right. Yeah. That's the smallest of them. Yeah. But like he the way he reads out the play, the way he is able to knife through gaps, the way he is able to disengage from blockers is phenomenal. Yeah. I, I think he's clearly their best versus the run. And he's obviously their most I, I don't know how to say it, the most fluid in coverage, probably. Easily. Yeah, but he's not as athletic as Willie Gay. Willie Gay is gonna be the best natural. He's the most natural coverage yeah. linebacker he's, they have. He seems Get it. So like, it's like safety. Yeah. Get him on the field. I, I don't know. I he was on the field a lot. Just keep him on the field. We're gonna get Tucker on the field again here. What's up? I got a uh, quote from linebacker Nick Bolton. You guys are talking about Nick yeah. Bolton. Yeah. Uh, he's at the podium. This is from Jordan Fluid, and he thinks he said he thinks he had some uh, sloppy tackling and was knocking off some of the rust tonight. Okay. But he's excited about the defense and thinks everyone is trending in the right direction. Quote: you Keep that up every week and special. Yep. No, with all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he talk about trending up. Like Malik Herring had his best. Holy cow. The Chief. Oh. 
happened in a great game. Good to Harry. Why to ruin a Tuesday? We spent all day on Chiefs Twitter. <laughs> we spent all day on Chiefs Twitter talking about swapping Malik Herring for Frank Clark today. I spent a lot of time flying today. I was not like, okay. Yeah, I spent a lot of time if driving today. Okay, if you guys were on Twitter today, you, I, I've, I've been in the DMs with you guys today. You've advocated. Okay. Tucker's back. Please <laughs> save us. I'm back because I found a stat. This is from uh, Per Chiefs Communications dating back to last season. Defensive tackle Chris Jones has a second eight straight regular season games, tying linebacker Justin Houston for the second longest streak in franchise history, trailing only his own franchise record of 11 straight games set in 2018. Uh, Chris was looking uh, pretty gassed for the game, but he was. He was, but I mean, it, it was still good. Like, he was still beating the hell out of that offensive yeah. line. It was really quick wins. It was just, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to, hey, George, go, go chase. <laughs> oh, he saw, dude, dude, Chris saw Patrick, or Chris saw Travis Kelsey pointing to the flats, and then he decided he wanted to do it. So he pointed to the flats <laughs> and rolling. Also, George, 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 hey, George, go, go, chase, go. go chase. Right? He got his Flat. ankles broke and said, George, go get him. I can't. Yes. Like, I'm good. He's, he's doing the same exact thing. Death taxes and one Chris Jones sack is what we are. Uh, what we're listening to. I'll take it. I will take that. Uh, sticking with the defensive side of the ball, real quick here. Uh, I thought this was Justin Reed's best game. I, I really did. Most impactful game, I guess, maybe is the best way of putting that. I thought he laid the wood. I thought he came downhill and really laid some big hits. That that very play right there. Russell Wilson was trying to extend it. Justin Reed just laid him out on the sidelines, comes up with a big pick, you know, gets his hands on a ball as well. Like, was really effective today. And for a guy that maybe isn't Chief fans' favorite defensive player, I thought this was a pretty good game for him. I mean, he loaded up the stat sheet. He was second on the team in tackles. He had a sack, tackle for loss, pass defense, had the interception. Like, he, he was kind of doing a little bit of everything, I think. This is a game kind of tailor-made for Justin Reed, mm-hmm. right? He was able to play close to the line of scrimmage. There wasn't a constant need to keep him over the top to help people. I, I think we would all agree that he's probably the weaker in coverage than versus the run, especially playing the vertical aspect of the field, right? Like, So they, the Broncos don't have a tight end that matches up poorly with him right. to really stress him there, and he wasn't stuck playing deep. So you got to see the very good version of Justin Reed here. And the thing that we worry about teams is keeping the ball, playing ball control, keeping it away from the Chiefs' offense. And I mean, he when he's playing like this really helps them stop that. Do do, do we worry about that right now? Well, I I think I think that was some of the intentionality of the Broncos coming into this game. I mean, you I saw they should retry. It took them five and a half. Well, it took them five and a half minutes to gain thirty six yards yeah. in that first drive. Yeah, and it, I mean, like they, I think they were trying to play the that ball. To the Broncos. Yeah. Well, they the the, the, the offense started no, hot. They no, just, the offense started. Travis Kelsey, he, he was great. Yeah, he was he was showing out for for Tay Tay. Uh, they just weren't finishing in the red zone. Like it, it we, we don't have to. Do we want to go back? I don't want to go back to the offense. Is there anything on the defensive side of the ball else that you want to talk about? I thought Jalen Watson played pretty good. Yeah, yeah um, he gave that touchdown to Corlin Sun, which is a phenomenal catch, right? Like oh. he was doing his best to force him out. Um, he'd already got called for kind of like one ticky tack uh, pass interference yeah, on fourth and interference. So like I-, I thought he played pretty well. I we're still trying to figure out who cornerback three is, right? Josh yeah. and Williams, Jalen Watson are still fighting back and forth, and you see the pros for both, right? Jalen Watson seems to understand the defense. Joshua Williams is clearly the better athlete, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's clearly the bet guy better suited to go out there and cover good wide receivers. It's like they're kind of jockeying for position. I thought this was a strong game for Jalen Watson. Hit a couple good tackles, a couple good hits, pass break up there late in the game. So, good for Jalen Watson. I thought 
it's probably the, the best game out of any of the third, like out of him or Joshua Williams all year was probably this game versus Denver. Frank. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I really would. And this is not like a bad set of wide receivers. I mean, listen, Cortland Sutton's a good football player. And Jerry Judy's a really good football player, even despite what Steve Smith said. Or the what did today. Steve Smith say? Um, there was just a little bit of a disagreement between the two. I can't repeat it. Um, <laughs> but Jerry Judy said some unkind words to Steve Smith after Steve, Steve Smith questioned Jerry Judy, and then they kind of argued a little bit about it. And essentially, Steve Smith boiled it down to, uh, if the NFL team called him and said, hey, should we trade for Jerry Judy? He would say, no, you shouldn't. He's not good. He's a jag. Um, now, well, he might be a jag if the, if the Broncos are looking to trade. That being said... He should not get out of Kansas City. Yeah, I was going to say. We should get a giant net and just throw it over him on the way to the airport and just trap him here. And I feel like if he is stuck here and not a, unable to report back to the Broncos, we get rights. Uh, as can, a team. Not a person. Can they also make a bigger net and collect Cortland Sutton as well? No. Uh, you're only allowed one net per team. Damn. You're only allowed one net usage per season. I think we should lose it on Jay Judy. Why didn't we use it on Justin Jefferson? His hamstring was busted. <laughs> it's like there's, there's a clause in there. You can't use it on Andrew Blair. Fine. Oh man. Um. Anything else on the anything else on defense, boys? No, I, th- I think that's, that's good. good. Before yeah. before I rewatch. Yeah. yeah, I mean that covers it right now. It was live. You know, we were watching all together, so we spent a little bit more time talking. Craig wasn't able to chart necessarily. Yeah, I was able to rewatch stuff. So stats I think week. I think that's the best we got right now. Unless you want me to rant about the offense more. I don't. I think we need to save that for the lab and let things, you know, the all 22 will be out by Monday for mm-hmm. sure, hopefully. And that's yeah, what points the Chiefs scored. Let's, 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 let's save save it. The, I'll I'll save it. I got it. Never mind. I got it. This is a tweet from PJ Green here. Patrick Holmes at the podium right now. And uh, he was talking about uh, his reaction to Travis Kelsey's pitch. He said, quote, it's Travis. Yeah. <laughs> was not playing. I believe that was believe that is called the El Travador. <laughs> the mustache. He's just uh, it's 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 the Taylor Swift uh freestyle. I got another Mahomes quote. It's fine. Is it as good as that one? Uh no. It's a loose show. It's more serious than this one than the last one. Uh Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes is from Jordan Foot. L- quote Luckily for us, our defense is great, so we can go through these growing pains. Says he wants to help make it easier on the defense, and he can see the talent on offense. Casey has a sense of urgency to get things figured out. I bet they do. Don't put a sense of urgency on the phones to GMs, or about that giant net to catch Jerry Judy. Scary net. Was the visual I have? In I my head. know. It's just, uh. just Brett Meach like. Dun, da, 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 da. Most of the oh, I got you. Or just can trust to go with him to man the other side of the net. That's what I want to know. Thank you for the super chats, by the way. Yeah, yeah shout out yeah, everyone. Thank you. Appreciate everyone. you for all the super chats. Wow, yes. We really appreciate that. A toast game goes to you, and we're actually going to jump to our toast game segment right now. We're going to start, of course, as always, with Haley Lewis at the Kingdom Bar and Grill. What's up, Haley? All right, thanks, Kate. We're going to start with our toast stain tonight. Thanks to Nettleman Holiday. They've been bourbon in these old fashions. I got Jory joining me. What would you be toast center tonight? Oh, Nick Bolt, transformative linebacker. Great time back off of injury. We love Nick Bolt, they can't say. A great cheers, good choice. I got to give it up for Harrison Bucker. Solid all night and 18 mile Brown wins throughout it. We're lucky to have him here at Indiana City. We'll go back to the boys who are not at home in the studio, though, to give us their toast. 
We'll start with Tucker D. Franklin. I wonder what he's going to go with tonight. Well, you know, you hate to see some of the things on a night like this. Uh, <laughs> Justin Watson gets a little banged up. Doesn't seem very serious, but, uh, you know, they got the mini buy. They got a lot of time to get right and get some good health. So I'm going to raise the glass to uh, to good health, get everybody rested up. Travis was limping. Hopefully uh, he gets things right, but uh, to good health. Ten days. To good health. Ten days. Ten days to get some good health. We love to see it. Electric. Just absolutely. Kid, why aren't you informing the the people at home and how electric Tucker said? It's so... Uh, it, I, I'm in awe of it. Well, the problem because of your failings, you can go next on the toast game. That's fine. Uh, I want to. I want to use this. I'll, I'm going to salute. Uh, I'm going to toast Patrick Levon Mahomes, uh, who, according to Christian Martinez, the wonderful Christian Martinez, I don't like this. Mahomes owns the Chiefs' record for most completions. He has passed Lynn Dawson tonight. So a toast game. Yeah. yeah. Patrick Levon Mahomes leading the Chiefs organization in completions before he turns 29. You have one? I do have one. Do you want to go? Do you want me to go? This is cute. How do you feel? I got this. Okay. We are going to go with Big Donovan Smith oh. playing left tackle. I thought this was going to be a rough game for him with Nick Vito, Jonathan Cooper, Speed coming off the edge. I thought that was a pretty tricky matchup for him, and I thought he generally did a pretty good job. I know he picked up a holding penalty, but if that if that's the only issue I have with Donovan Smith in a game that I think is one of his worst matchups, I think that's pretty good. I thought Donovan Smith played pretty good, and he was still good as a run blocker. So yeah, shout out Donovan Smith. I, you know, oh, I solid, solid play. Patrick like Patrick Fee, our guy, is admiring our large glasses of bourbon. Yeah, oh, Patrick. <laughs> this was a refill during the break too. So hey, thanks, Patrick. Um, <laughs> thanks, Patrick. Yeah, my toast game is to the entire secondary, fellas. I do have some stats here. Oh, this is great, Craigalytics. I do have a little bit of Craigalytics here. Russell Wilson tonight threw for 95 yards. Yes, it was 82 net yards, but 95 total yards. Net? That's a fact. Yes. Judy net? Judy net. No, 95 total yards. That is the third lowest of his career, huh? I'm surprised. He threw for 93 in 2017 with Seattle against the Dallas Cowboys and 72 in 2018 against the Minnesota Vikings. Those are the only three times that he has been under 100 yards passing in a game wow. in his career. So a big toast to a quarterback that finished a game under 100 yards. Shout out secondary. Shout out to the secondary for that one there. Mm. Toast. Well, uh, the toast game is, as always, sponsored by Ben Holiday. Bottled and Bond Bourbon, we are sipping on the soft red right now. It's sipping. Uh, is I think it's I think it's becoming my favorite honorary toast game. I got one. Okay, the entire defense because the offense needs all the help oh, they can get. Fine, seconded. Twist my arm. <laughs> all right, that is going to do it for this KCSN post game. Chiefs win nineteen to eight on a Thursday night against the Denver Broncos. Appreciate everyone that has stayed up to watch to listen. I uh, appreciate everybody that's listening tomorrow morning when this goes up. For Craig Stout, Maddie Lane, Tucker Franklin, and everyone behind the scenes doing a wonderful job. We appreciate you. We'll catch you later. First place in the AFC. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.